Welcome to the Vigor Life Podcast, a source of inspiration, lessons, stories, skill sets, mindsets, and strategies to invigorate and expand all areas of your life. Let's go. All my friends, Coach Luca back here, caffeinated as can be. I don't know if Mike Robertson <laughs> is as well. But Bro, it's 7, 7.30 here, my guy. <laughs> I forget you're three hours ahead of time. Back and, in the day, back in the day, I could do a triple shot about 8, 9 o'clock and pass out. But those days are, are past me now. Man, I, I feel I, I still got to do some genetic testing to see why I can drink, a, you know, whatever, whatever caffeinated drink at 11 p.m. And <laughs> yes. Andy McCloy, listen, Andy McCloy will tell you this funny story when we're in Nashville for a ClickFunnels event. And at that point in time, Andy's just got a, you know, he just had his hip replaced. Yeah. Uh, but he's still got a really tough time sleeping. You know, he's got the aura yeah. ring and he's like, man, I get like zero to five minutes <laughs> of deep sleep per night. And I'm, you know, and I'm like, man, that's, that's hard, man. That's harsh. And it's like night one. And Andy's like, yeah, I'm going to turn off the lights. And I'm like, y'all going to do some work. I crack <laughs> the monster at 1130. He looks over and he goes like, what is wrong with you? Uh, I, I drink the monster. I finish working. I shut the computer. And then next morning, you know, I wake up. I'm like, oh, and, Andy's like, and Andy's like, dude, what is going on, bro? He's like, I woke up 17 times. I'm looking at you. You're dead. Like you're dead. There's nothing like you're, you just ran a monster and you're dead asleep. And I, you know, I'm just like, I don't know what to tell you, man. Like some, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, you're a but, savage, man. But, but let, let back. If you listen, guys, if you have not wa- uh, listened to the first episode that me and Mike did on the Vigor Life podcast, and you are in coaching or you're in business of fitness and you're a gym owner, you gotta go and listen to it. It is pure fire. We did it at like midnight. No, oh, bro. Yeah, Mike so was, late. <laughs> Mike was at Vigor and we did it at midnight. So it was <laughs> 10 to midnight, we shot this, but it was honestly so, so, so good. And obviously Mike's a close friend and, and I wanted to have him back because it, you know, he's, he's owned a gym for a long time, like myself over a decade and you know, it's a very successful gym, iFast in Indianapolis. And also Mike is a phenomenal coach. And, you know, not only has he done obviously the inf, uh, I would say face-to-face coaching for a long time. He's also done, uh, how long have you done online coaching? Now, I know you, you started pretty damn early with that. Bro, I started in like 06. 06. 06. So 14 yeah. years of online coaching. Yeah. And, you know, if there's ever a time to talk about how to, you know, the principles of being successful as a coach uh, face-to-face and online, you know, I wanted to, to kind of riff on that because I think those two, it's almost like, man, we could package these two podcasts up like coaching gym. Right. Bada boom. Put it um, all together, man. Hell yeah. And, uh, man, I mean, you, you float so fluently last time. I don't know. I don't know if you can do that again. It's like, yeah. like you had a cheat sheet, but man, it was so good. Um, but yeah, let, let's, let's just kind of, let's start off by, you know, to me it's you know, th- this is my scenario. You're, you're essentially Yoda, right? Young Jedi, <laughs> young Jedi comes in They're You know, they've been in the industry for a couple of years, maybe. And they're like, Mike, bestow your wisdom. What are the things that I need as a coach to stand the test of time and be successful, both from a standpoint of getting results, fulfillment, but then obviously finances too. You know I mean? If yeah. you got to make the money as well to, to, to have that. Yeah. Such a good question. And I think too often we're almost putting like the cart before the horse, right? Cause we want to talk coaching, but like there's a base level below that. It's like, there's the human level. Mm-hmm. And I know you talk about this all the time, but I don't hear enough people talk about it because what I find right now is a lot of young people and we get, we get kids that come through just to shadow. We get kids that come through to intern and man, they can talk X's and O's. 
and they can talk about triphasic Caldeets and RPR and, you know, all this stuff. But man, they can't have a conversation about just like life, right? Like if all you are consumed by is strength and conditioning, you're going to be like the worst trainer or coach ever to actually work with because you don't have anything to relate to. So this is something that I always tell people is like, look, from 2000 to at least 2005, maybe longer, I was probably the worst trainer or coach on the planet, like the worst, right? Because five years in, you really don't know. Like you don't know anything. You don't even know what you don't know. But here's what got me by for those first five years. Like I could be a really like caring, empathetic dude. And so those first two years, I'm working at Ball State. I'm surrounded by like the guy that basically started strength and conditioning at Ball State. He was like my mentor at the time. We had other guys that were super strong in powerlifting. I was none of those things, right? So I didn't really fit that like machismo, bravado type coach. So I was more of like at that point, we didn't call it this, but I was a soft skills guy. So I could go in, hey, man, like, you know, what's going on? I can tell your energy's low or, you know, oh, man, it sucks. I know you're not playing a lot. Like, what can we do in here? Like, that was always my angle. But that's what got me by, right? Or I could have a conversation about your friends, your family, like music. You've got to be a human being first. And if you're a functional human being, then you can evolve into being a coach. But if you don't have that skill set, like you're not going to be successful. And it's hard, it's hard to explain that to people because I think they assume that, you know, if you've read every book, you've listened to every podcast, I've listened to every Vigor Ground or Vigor Life podcast, like I know it all. But if you can't have a conversation about what's going on in the world, you're going to struggle. So like, that's what I tell people. You have to have these base level communication and human interaction skills first. And then you can start talking about coaching from there. Do, do you feel that that was like, it almost seems that it was a, a great mistake or not maybe even mistake, but like, you're like, shit, I, I don't really know anything about training. All right, well, let me connect to these guys. Right. But you, you didn't, Absolutely. you didn't know that you were actually developing maybe the most important <laughs> skill set that there is. And yep. I, you know what, do you, do you know who, uh, you remember Dax Moy? Yeah. Yeah. You can yeah. Dax spoke at one of the events too, but like Dax is, I remember, I haven't spoke to Dax in a while, but he said something to me when there was a group of people um, and, you know, he, he was back then known for like training princes and doing these $25,000 a week trainings and, you know, oh some islands and stuff. Right. Uh, and, and somebody, but, but somebody asked him a question and he said, man, how can you train people like that? Right. It was kind of like that. How, how do you train these high level people, you know, financially high level, they're famous, they're wealthy, whatever it may be. And he said something so dope. And it was like, it was in my head. We had this conversation. He said, man, like you have to be interesting and be able to be able to talk about things and be able to yes. ask things and be able to like, if you're just like, nobody gives a shit. Like if you're standing there and you're just like, yeah, you know, we, we, we need a little more uh, velocity on that rep of the RDL. It's like, dude, that's right. Right. but, but if you ask, you know, if you can tell a story and you can tell some of your own experiences and ask something and be funny at the right time, but challenge people at the right time, like you have to have your own, basically it was like, you got to live your own experiences Yes. To then be able to engage people like that, right? Absolutely. Which I think comes back to both what you're saying is like, man, you got to be a human and you got to have experiences and live life. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. And let me just riff off that for just a second because look, when I started, I spent two years at Ball State. Then I spent three years in Fort Wayne, Indiana. I did rehab, right? So one on one, I forget one on one rehab. So these are people in pain, like, 
they've seen a lot of people. So like they need soft skills, they need empathy because like there's like research out there that shows that like biochemically, if people like you, they get a better training effect, mm. which is mind blowing, but also like makes sense when you think about it. So I spent three years doing that. Then I moved to Indy and I spent three years doing one-on-one in-home personal training. And these people are, you know, at the time I'm not even 30. So I'm working with 45 to 75 year olds. These are people making well into six, if not seven, eight figures a year. One, the wealthiest people we worked with were worth net worth of nine figures, right? So like, we're talking super wealthy people. I have no experience. I have no, like, no concept of what that amount of money is. So now I have to learn about them, right? One guy loves to talk about wine. I don't even drink wine, but I start trying wine just so we can have a conversation like that. That's how committed I was. Oh, you better, you better have been on that Gary V wine TV. on oh, I know. You know what I, mean? I know if I would have been, bro, I would have been like on it, but, but like, that's what you have to do. Right. Like, like I think those six years of doing all that one-on-one stuff, even though it wasn't where I wanted to be professionally, absolutely set me up for success for the long haul. And that's what a lot of young coaches miss out on. It's everything is a snap, right? Or it's a text message. They don't have some of that face-to-face interaction. They don't have to have these long one-on-one conversations with people. So I tell them like, look, if you want to be successful here, get your head out of the textbook for right now. Not that it's not important, but right now I need you to develop these communication skills, these interaction, these interpersonal skills first. And if you can dial those in, then everything that you learn from a technical perspective is only going to go over that much better. So you know, let's have, unpack this because you, you, know, you mentioned like the different things that you did. Yeah. And while I would, you know, it would be great if everybody could do that. You know, it's like, uh, first of all, work under a great strength and conditioning coach. Don't right. have a ton of X and O skills and get really good at communication. Then right. go work to rehab, then go work with really yeah. highly, right? Maybe you can't go that path, but what are, you know, if you took those three experiences and you did, you did mention the things that you developed there, but if, you know, in, for a coach in this day and age, how are, how can they put that into habits, uh, you know, daily and weekly ones where they can develop those skills? Great question. And I mean, the most obvious one is when you're working with real people, right? When you're in the gym, working with your clients, like find ways to engage them in conversation that's not necessarily 100% relevant to training, right? So ask them about their family, their weekend, what their passions are outside of work. You know, those just general conversations are great. But if you're one of those people that is more introverted, you're going to have to like put it on yourself, right? Like people aren't going to randomly come up to you and start talking to you. You have to find ways to interact with other people. Maybe it's at the coffee shop, right? Maybe it's with the waiter or waitress when, I don't know where you live, when and if you can start going out to meals again. Like find ways to just converse with people and put yourself out there because so much of it is we get in our own heads, right? Like we think, oh, I'm not interesting or I don't have anything important to say. No, like just go out. Like most people, if you just smile at them and engage in a conversation, most people are happy to converse with you. So it's like you have to find ways to put yourself out there and start just working on those communication skills. It's not going to happen overnight, but if you don't start, right, and if you don't try it in situations that don't matter, i.e. the interaction at the coffee shop or the waitress or whatever, then when you get into the gym, you're going to feel like more pressure, right? Or more anxiety. You're like, oh, well now, you know, I don't have anything important to say, or I'm not interesting. Like you got to get through that. You got to get over that mindset and just start trying to have these interactions. It's like when people say, oh, I want to be a great writer. 
I need to write more blog posts. I'm like, no, you don't have to write blog posts to be a great writer. Like, that's great. Write better tweets, right? Think about crafting a great tweet. When you write an email, try and write a great email. Be very clear, very concise. Like, all those little social interactions can lead up to better communication. It's not just when I'm at the gym. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. I, you know, it, those are really good points because what you're talking about is really kind of like deliberate practice in that area. Yes. And I wanted, yes. I mean, this will, this will legit sound like almost like a, like a, a pitch for Mark Fisher's uh, course. So he, I'm going to call mm. him up, make sure he like plugs an affiliate link or something. <laughs> That's right. You know, hey, the kid. <laughs> I, you know, I love, you know, I'm so curious about coaching. I mean, I've, I can't tell you the amount of courses and books I've gone through. It's, it's, it's limitless. But yes. last, was it last weekend? The, week, the weekend before last, uh, you know, I was going to fly to New York and do it, but obviously that wasn't possible. So Mark put, uh, well, actually, Mike, Michael Keeler runs it, but it's called Coaching Conversations. Mm. And it's a, it was a whole weekend on Zoom. And I have to say, like, I was actually very positively uh, kind of surprised on how well it went, you know, because in your mind, yeah. you're like, man, live is so much better, which I do think it is. Sure. But I was really, really happy with what I got out of it. So I, I, did, I did it. So the format was pretty much, you know, lecture, right? Yep. And then, all right, guys, go into rooms. And then, for instance, me and you would be like this in a room, and we'd be yep. using the exercise of coaching and doing role play. But it was, but it was like, don't make shit up. Let's really right. coach each other. You know what I mean? Because if you right. make shit up, then you're, you know, you're asking me questions like, well, Mike, you know, my kneecap hurts medially. And it's like, ah, fuck yeah. stop. You know, let's, let's <laughs> Right. And so over the course of a week, it was like a 16-hour weekend course, uh, I think it was like 18 to 20 one-on-one or, you know, three-person conversations. Oh, wow. And I mean, it was hours and hours of actual coaching stuff that I learned, right? Yeah. And it was, you know, and I would consider myself certainly a person that's done a ton of it. And I came with an empty cup and I was like, wow, I got a lot out of this. Yes. And, and the, the reason I bring it up is because, you know, what you're saying is completely like, you know, that mindset is like, I just learned something. Let me go and use this with a yes. client strategy session. You know, maybe it's like uh, learning how to acknowledge stuff, right? So a person says yep. something like what I'm hearing you say is, you know, and you say it back yes. or validating feelings. Um, and that's the practice that you need. Now, I think stuff like these courses are great. I think doing it, you know, I already told a couple of my coaches from the team that I know are, you know, like, yeah, I'd, I'd love to do that. I'm like, great. Well, I'm going to use you guys as, you know, my six weeks of follow-up uh, kind of, right role-playing and then they they learn too yeah and so you know i think that that's a very very important thing um i was talking to berbertholium about this too right it's it's like man like people just don't work on this enough i'm sure that you get guys that are like hey mike man i was really working on my rdl form it's like dope man that's awesome right like hey man i've figured out like the best rep schemes you know like right muscle building phase okay that's dope but then, you know, you get to the thing, how do I relay this and how do I connect to a person to get them to buy in? How much did you practice that? And it's like, whew, you exactly. know, like minimal. And that's the bridge to get people to do stuff. Yeah. Um, so like, man, that, that's a great point. All right. Number, like, we'll say number two, but yeah. the, what's another way, like I said, to practice? Because I, I love, like, this is all I'm riffing on now is like, yeah. but then how do we apply it practically into life? Yeah. Uh, something else that you see that you see as a gap for coaches that that you're like, man, I like this is what most people do have to work on to become. Yeah. yeah. So I think this one's easy because, again, it's 
we get caught up in this trap of information, information, information. Man, Luca just dropped like 10 videos and three podcasts and like four blog posts. I'm going to consume it all, right? Oh, and Eric Cressy, he just did all this. And Alan Cosgrove did this. And, you know, Mark Fisher. So like, you're like consume, 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 consume. And what you intuitively think is now I know what I'm doing, hmm. right? Yeah. It's like, oh, but I learned all this stuff. But then you go in the gym and you're like, oh, but I just used that cue and it didn't work. Well, now what do you do? Or, oh man, I tried this. I learned this in my coaching call and I try it and it just bombs. It's like, now what? So this is the, the issue that I think a lot of coaches run into, especially young coaches, because think about when we started, right? And I don't want to date us, but just saying, like we consumed information in different while. ways, right? We weren't like watching videos and downloading podcasts and all this. It's like, man, we would like maybe read T Nation, Flex, Muscle and Fitness. Like that's what I came up on. Mm -hmm. So the amount of information we could take in was smaller. So we had to take information in other ways. Generally, we would go out and we would get experience, right? Like we'd read something, but then we'd have to go in the gym and we'd have to try it, right? And we'd have to do it ourselves and try it with different people. So we got a lot more feedback versus coaches now can read and access all this information. And they're taking that in lieu of experience. And that's a big problem because when somebody starts telling me and they're like, oh yeah, I do uh, tempo runs and I follow a high, low rep, da, da, da. I'm like, great. I read Charlie Francis too. Tell me what you do, right? And tell me why that won't work with this person. Like that's the person that has accumulated a ton of knowledge, but they don't have experience yet. So I would always tell young people like, that's great. Consume that information, take all, all that great stuff, but you got to get reps. You got to get reps and you got to go through, Bill told me this years ago. He said, every person that becomes a great coach has to go through a three to five year period where they just grind. They grind in the gym and you can take in stuff outside of the gym. That's fine. But you need at least three to five years where you're going really hard and just coaching people, any shape, any size, high ability, low ability, one-on-one, small group, large group, rehab, high performance, doesn't matter. Coach anybody, coach everybody, figure out what works. And, you know, the side benefit of that, if we want to come full circle here, when you do that, you find your own coaching personality anyways. Mm. You know, now it's not, oh man, I love Luca. He's a dope coach. I'm going to be Luca. Or, oh, Eric Cressy, he like came up from nothing. And now he's, you know, with the New York Yankees, I'm going to be like him. No, don't try and, you can model other people at the start. That's fine. But somewhere along the way, you got to find out your own unique coaching path. There, so you know, there's, there's so many good things that you said there. Like sometimes, cause I, I want to kind of always actively listen, but I try to yes. like, little note reminders. Mm -hmm. like, I, I, love it. I yeah. mean, one, like the fact that you said like, you need, you need, like you must have three to five years. I'm, I'm so in line with that, right? Three to five years, like live, I mean, living in the gym and coaching. Yeah. I'm so, and, and the, you said a key word at, at least, yeah. Um, because I can't tell you how much of this I see today where it's like one to two years, you know, yeah. or, or, or very part-time-ish, you know, it's like, yes, I see a lot of coaches. They're like, you know, coaching 15, 20 hours a week, 10 hours a week. And then it's like three years later, it's like, man, I did three years. I'm like, no, you did one year. That's yeah. one year coaching. Like those yeah. three years are one year coaching. Let's get this straight. <laughs> right. And, right. And, and we understand that. I mean, I remember this has to have been, do you remember, uh, I mean, we've done so many events together alongside whatever it may be, but yeah. like I went to your event in Vancouver and I think that was a low back event or was 2010. it 
2010, bam, 10 years ago. Bulletproof knees and back. Bulletproof knees and back. Absolutely. And like, man, I remember how much of even that was just like hands on hands on hands on. And I was really beat up back then. My back was crushed. Yeah. So, you know, I was even more involved, super, you know, throwing myself deep into it. So while there is like, you know, I just mentioned something that's a positive that we can do something like, uh, you know, a coaching uh, course online on Zoom and that there's a huge benefit to that. But man, Absolutely. But you know what? But you can't do that shit for training. No. You can't. You know what I mean? Like, there, there's, it doesn't can't work. Do it. Can't do it. You can learn. You can, you can take stuff in. But that working with people, like, you know, I know for the first 10 years, I mean, like, it was all live events. It was all hands yeah. on. It was all, and, it's, and it was like, once shit was done, I was like, Mike, show me this. You know, how about this? Let's do this. Let's do an assessment. Let, it was so many. I mean, it was just thousands and thousands and thousands of hours of working with people and working on yourself and other people working on you. Yeah. And I think that's such a massive key. And like, I'm, I'll say no names, but let's just <laughs> say that like, man, uh, you know, this is a perfect example of a coach that, you know, had a lot of theoretical experience and it's like, but once it was applied, I was like, Oh man, like they haven't done this stuff. Yeah. Like it's completely, you know, and then we yeah. have a conversation. I'm like, Hmm, why did you do that? You know? And it's like, well, because, and I'm like, yeah, but, you know, but fill in the blank. And it's like, right. Oh, and, and it made me just realize that like, we do live in this world where yes, absolutely. Information is so boundless that you'll have somebody that goes, well, Mike Robertson, let me tell you something, you know, I just oh, read yeah. blah, 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 blah. And it's like, right. You're looking, you know, you got so many years of experience of coaching, you know, yourself and doing powerlifting meets and rehab stuff. And I mean, right. left and right, high level NBA players, and, you know, you, you see this person that's lifted weights for maybe two years. All right. Like, let me tell you something, right? Oh, yeah. Love and, it. And that shit, that shit to me is just like, that will stand the test of time. Um, and I, I want to like, there's something I want to ask you, but I want to kind of wait until, okay. wh- you know, what does, what's, what's the next thing that you're like, all right, this is another thing that a lot of coaches are missing that I think is important. Okay. Take your time. No. No, no, no. Okay. So another thing that I think most people are missing and, you know, there's a lot of ways we could probably take this, but the, one of the biggest things that I think people are struggling with now, again, it comes back to this idea of information is making things way too complex, way too soon. Mm. So great point. Again, when we came up, it's like, what do you do when you go in the gym? Well, everybody's going to squat and they're going to probably back squat and they're probably going to barbell bench press and they're going to probably deadlift. You know, like we had such a limited toolbox, right? And now it's a good thing, right? Because we learned over time, like, hey man, some people just can't do those lifts for whatever reason. So we start to build out progressions, regressions, all that. But now I hear like 23, 24 year old kids. And if you're listening to this and you're 23, 24, don't take this in a negative way. But I hear kids talking about, oh, yeah, I'm working on like, you know, like outlining my model. And I'm like, what? You're 24, bro. Like, you don't have a model. You might have somebody else's model that you're playing around with, but you don't have a model yet. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, and that's okay. I don't expect you to. I sure as hell didn't have one. I don't think I had one until I was in my mid 30s, right? And when I really started to like figure and like put some pieces together, and I'm still working on it. But it's like, Now, with all this information, you hear people talking about like 50 different squat variations and, oh, yeah, I'm going to write this kind of like triple block periodization program. Like, and this person just wants to lose 30 pounds of body fat. You know what I mean? Like, 
we're making it so complex because we can, right? Because we can, because that like validates us. And I remember, again, going back to the T Nation days, because man, T Nation back in the day was fire. And I'm not just saying that because I was a part of it. But oh, man, like, like that's, I mean, honestly, like when, where did I find out about you? you and Eric? Yeah, mid 2000s, straight, straight heat, straight yep. heat. But I remember Christian Thibodeau was talking about like advanced training methods. And he's like mm-hmm. outlining, I mean, that dude is brilliant. Yep. He's laying out all these advanced training methods. And one thing he always made sure to mention was like, look, don't go to like level five when you can get an adaptation with level two, right? Because yeah, you might get an adaptation with level five, but what happens when you need level five, right? Now you got to go to like level seven, level eight, right? <laughs> so you're using all the advanced stuff and you're using all this when you don't need it yet. And I think too often now, I mean, I remember Eric won't mind me saying this, but Eric uh, interned with us. He came back, interned with me a second time. In the meantime, he interned at like Texas Tech, IU, came back. He's worked for us for like two years now. And I remember every intern class, we had them do a program design. And so I told Eric, you know, like you can pick whoever you want and comes in and like, he's got like Cal Dietz, like again, triphasic training. And I love Cal Dietz. I think Cal's a genius too. But I'm just like, bro, like, why are we talking about French contrast training? We're talking about like a 15-year-old high school athlete, you know? And, and my, my, my analogy may be off a little bit, but you see where I'm going with this? Like a 15-year-old athlete doesn't need triphasic training, you know? They need to learn the basic movements. They need to learn how to squat, press, hinge, all the basic things we do in the gym. They need to learn how to accelerate, decelerate. They need to learn how to produce force and multiple planes of movement, like, let's not make this any harder than it needs to be. Do you think like, I mean, I feel, and like, I'll raise my hand to where I did that shit when I was younger too, you know, is when- But we all do, we all yeah, do, yeah, right? Yeah. So, it's so just it's more just, prevalent now. Absolutely, so I mean, we're, we're trying to expose lessons, but like, it's not like we didn't do these, you know, things. I, yeah. I know that part of it was like, when I learned something, one was the excitement to share it, but two was also yes. the insecurity sometimes of like, man, I wanna show people that I know what I'm talking about, right? Right, and absolutely. Then, and you would literally in your mind be like, but if I just write this super basic program, people will think I don't know my shit. But, but, but really, like now, you know, I'm almost, I'm op- the opposite, right? Because you, you feel yeah. confident, like I've done so much of this that I'm like, no, 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 no. See, this is the shit right here, you know? Right, and right, right. And, and, um, and what's, what's such a funny story? Like, so I, I don't know where I heard this. I, I might have been talking to Joe D. Joe DeFranco about this or, you know, uh, like you could go for years and years and years just with, the super basics, you know, having smart rotations, you know, obviously pristine, excellent form, yep. uh, like challenging athletes, quality movement, you know, changing the rep schemes, like basic, basic, yeah. basic stuff. And then when you get to this, you know, now, then you can be like, all right, then we got a little stuck. All right, let's use chain. Right. Let's right. Use Absolutely. Let's do clusters. Let's do, you know, like French contrast and all that and pap and whatever it may be. Yeah. And then, you know, and then after that, you go like, all right, let's really fucking get wild. But that's like, a, that's 10 years. You know what I mean? Like that's absolutely 10 years of training. And I got, you know, I'm just, like I said, we were talking before training uh, some high level athletes want to Seahawks too. Like, man, if you, if you looked at the program, you'd be like super basic shit. Guess yeah. what? Though? Every single week better. Every single absolutely. week numbers, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, and performance of body composition changes. Like, and, it, and it's like, you, but you get so dialed into it's like uh you know who I had on like Alan Stein Jr. was talking about you know like basically Kobe right he was like man you, you gotta you gotta get excited and about the basics like these boring basics and when you just get so dialed in into the boring basics 
fuck, man, that's how you become great. Yeah. You, know? you watched Last Dance, right? Oh, man, did I? Come you, know, on, you, son. you know what? You know what the spiel was? So, like, me and Joe, Joe Jameson, like, we have a Sunday ritual, right? Like, I go to yeah. him, we train around seven, then we go to his place, Ariel cooks dinner, and then we watch like, for five weeks. It was, we've been doing this for years, but like, it was, right. you know, around 11 p.m., we start watching The Last Dance to 1 a.m. Yes. yes. And you know, then we dap up, like, see you next week. Oh, dude. Right. I mean, I was, that was what I was looking for the, the whole week. I was looking forward to that shit. But, but that's what Jordan did, right? He would find ways to motivate himself. Yes. Right? Like, oh, this this rookie, oh, I made up a story about him talking trash so I can go out and torch him the next night. You know, like you have to be excited about that. And here's something like this this sucks to say this, but like, so I had a kid come in last week, pre-draft guy. And first time with him. First time I'd ever met the agent too, right? So it's like him, his boy, the agent, the agent's guy. So there's four of them in the room and I'm training two of them. I love hold on. I love that you said that there's an agent's guy like who's that i don't know oh yeah it's the agent's guy (laughs) like yeah like it's just how that world works so anyway we come in and i feel like man i'm giving this dude the heat right like it's basic right i'm giving him basic stuff but like look man basic stuff means you got to know how to jump you got to be able to land effectively right if you're six nine controlling your limbs is harder than most people you got to be able to close out like if you're going to be a stretch four whatever overseas g league nba you got to be able to close out 23 feet Stop your momentum and break down and be able to change direction out of it. So I feel like, man, this is a, just a fire workout. Even though it's basic, it's fire. Go to say, hey, you know, like, uh, when are you guys going to come in next? He's like, oh, I'll hit you back. Never hear back from him. So all this to say is just because it's the right thing doesn't mean that's what everybody wants. Mm-hmm. Okay? And this is a good lesson. It's a hard lesson to learn. It sucks for me because I wish that guy would still keep coming in. I know I could make this kid better. But some people – just won't want it because it's not flash and it's not sizzle, but that's okay. You have to stay true to your principles and that's hard, right? Like when you're a young coach, you feel like, Oh man, if I'm not bringing the heat, if I'm not showing something new every session, right? Like you said, like imposter syndrome, like I felt it too. It's normal when you're coming up. So you feel like, Oh, if I don't just destroy these people every day, or if I don't bring in new exercise, they're not going to want to stay. But the longer you do it, the more you realize the right people that want the right things, man, they're going to stay with you for a lifetime. So it's like, you kind of have to go through this phase of like, hey man, this is kind of how it is, but this is what you need to actually truly get better. You kind of answered it. I was in between there. I was going to like ask you the question, but you answered it because you said, you know, you got to stay true to yourself because there's like two sides of the coin, right? Like Mm -hmm. one side of the coin is like, all right, I'm going to tell this guy what he wants to hear and Mm -hmm. then give him what he needs. But the problem with that becomes like that there can be a really big disconnect. Like, hold up, man. Yes. Told me we'll be doing this, but now we're doing that. Right. Or you just have to do made up shit that you don't believe in, which I I think is a good fit, you know? Right. Um, And I'm I'm sure that in in your life and in your career, like you've done the right things that you believe in and that's attracted a certain type of people. And like, and I, I mean, I I see like you've gone heavily to in a basketball, which obviously I, I love. Yeah. I love Mike Robertson, but now I love <laughs> more, you know, because I'm like, constantly trained ball players. But right, um, but you know, I'm, I, would you say was that something that happened? Like, for instance, that you work with people, um, it, you align with the values, you align with the way that you do things. They they were like, "Yep, I'm 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 into that." Yes. and then you got good results, and then they, I mean, do, are you still like, for instance, on that side of things, do you get referrals? Because that world is very referral based, by the way. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And so so here's what's been amazing. Like I've really I look back and I wrote these goals like five, six years ago. And like the original goal was 
I'm going to start like an elite basketball program. Right. And over the years now, we probably worked with 50 plus guys that have played G league overseas NBA. So like the program has grown, but we've got a core group. Right. And, and me and Joey, the skills guy that I work with, we firmly believe like the guys that we're working with and that stick with us are on a path, right? They're on a path of ascension. Now look, everybody's path and the angle of ascension is different, right? Some guys may top out in the G league and that's okay, but they're going to get everything that they can out of their bodies. Other guys are going to get a two way. They're going to get into the league. They're going to get a big payday in the league. Like those are the guys that stick with us for the long haul because they know we're not smoking mirrors, right? Like Joey's not going to come in and have you work on your handle for an hour and have you come out there just dripping in sweat because that's not what gets you paid. Get paid in the NBA right now if you can get buckets and if you can shoot. So that's what he works on. I know if you can't play D, if you can't get, it, uh, get around a guy, create separation, if you can't do those things, you're not going to play. You're done, yep. Right? So like, no, it's not flash. It's not sizzle. I mean, I see – you know, I just see ridiculous stuff. I'm sure you see it too, right? We're both on Instagram. You see guys doing crazy box jumps or just doing workouts for like two hours. And, you know, they're like literally in a pile on the floor, just puddles of sweat. Like that looks great for the gram, but did that dude get better today? That, I mean, that's, hey, that, you know, that's so what it comes back to. It's it, honestly, that's a universal question. You know, like, I mean, I just, you know, it's Martin Rooney kind of like, hey, you know, everybody, anybody can get you tired. Not everybody can get you better. Yes. Very true. And, um, I, I think with basketball, that's really, really, really is the case where it's at the end of the day, you know, just like, you know, you can say, oh, my deadlift went up, right? Or, yeah. hey, my beep test, you know, is, is better, whatever. Did your ball handling get better? Hey, can you create better separation? Hey, can you make more buckets with a hand in your face? That's it. Right. Absolutely. Right? Not, and, but, but if you go like, man, look, look at him, how hard, like, man, you know, he's, he's, I'm, he's getting killed. Like, yeah. okay, cool. Put him on a court. Man, the guy's not right. better. Like, what did we do? Right. What did we do? And yo, you know what I wanted to, this is like a completely like incognito when I'm just jumping in here and saying, <laughs> oh, I'm going to like, I'm going to come down. I'm going to pay to get trained because I still believe I got it. Okay. Let's so go. I'm like my, you know, I turned 39 on Friday. Right. Uh, and I this saw upcoming my, Friday. Oh no, this, it was last this Friday. La, this last, last Friday, Friday yeah. I, I turned 39 and man, like, you know, I, you know, not to be like cocky, but I mean, I train really, really hard. I'm, yes. I'm, I'm in really good shape. I'm probably, I don't know, some of the things are in the best shape. Not all, but some of the things yeah, are in the best shape. Yeah, for sure. And I went, you know, I haven't played ball as much as I'd like to, but the other day I went and shot around and I'm like, let's go. Stop me. You can't stop me. <laughs> and then I was like, you know, Mike's playing, My, Mike's training a lot of high level guys. I'm going to come down, but like, I'm going to be fly on the wall. I'm going to learn. I'm going to participate. I'm going to yeah. drop the cheddar. And, and the go. thing is, I'm gonna come in like, but the thing is, I, I want to come in, you know, like white man can't jump, Billy Hoyle, I'm gonna <laughs> do the stretches. You can't tell anybody who I am, and it just no, be, none. You know, and, and then hopefully we'll, we'll see if we can we can make some shit happen. Um, I love this, it. This is this next point is more of a question. Like this is what I still think is a problem, because um, it's kind of like the pendulum swings one way or another. You know, because we live in a very very social media driven influencer world still, you know. Yep. And somebody can get in great shape and go like, look at me, you know, I can show you how to get in great shape too. Um, is the, the knowledge of the body is really just the buy-in. I mean, and, and I feel that a lot of coaches haven't bought in. What I mean by yeah. that is like, uh, man, like the, you go to a lot of gyms and, and, and ask, 
I mean, show me where the infraspinatus is at, you know? Right, uh, right. Can you tell me what it means to pass overhead flexion test, you know, and why if, what, what happens if you don't pass it? What should we do with training? You're, you know, and right. there, honestly, like there's still a lot of people that won't be able to answer these questions, these basic questions about understanding quality movement. You know, uh, I mean, obviously you talk about like, I'm really behind all the philosophy of, you know, pelvis under rib cage. And I mean, yeah, sure. We could get geeky and whatever, but the, the point is that, people don't know that. And I do feel that there's many, many, many people that don't do the work and that they need to do that. That, that is the buy-in to be a great coach. Yep. Um, even though, you know, we started the conversation, I'm glad that we did the lack of communication because the resources for that side of things, there's much more resources on anatomy and training by yeah, sure. mechanics and kinesiology and stuff. But, but there, do you see a lot of that? And maybe you see less because the people that come to you, like you guys are adamant about, you yep. know, understanding that, but just as an industry, what, what are you, some of your thoughts on that side of things? Yeah. So you're right. So first off, we are in a bubble at IFAST, but the important thing here is I'm, I'm cognizant of that, right? Like I'm not naive to the fact that IFAST is like this unique pocket of training. So I make it a goal. Whenever I go out of town, I try and go to a commercial gym. Right. And if it's not a commercial gym, like if I'm in your gym, I'm going to hang out at your gym. Right. Just to pick up on, okay, what's different here? Like culturally, what's the vibe like? What are the coaching cues they use? How do they interact? Like, like you, I want to be a fly on the wall. Right. I don't want to consume that. So I think the issue here is, is number one, do people, do they want to be helped? Right. Like, are they conscious or aware of the fact that they don't know everything? Because if they're not, you're probably not going to be the person that wakes them up. Now, if they are conscious and aware of, you know, I don't think I know everything. If they've got an open mind, that's where you have an avenue, right? And so like, that's where the content that I create now, that's the coach I'm talking to. Like, if you think about like me and Bill, like it would be like, if you could see me way down here and Bill way up here, like from a knowledge perspective, like Bill wants to talk to like the elite of the elite. And I respect that. And I want to hang out with those people too, but I want to take what I do a notch lower because, man, I didn't have mentors when I was coming up, right? Like I had people around me, but I didn't have somebody that like invested in me. So like, that's kind of what I feel like is my calling is it's twofold. Number one, it's this person that just got their NSCA, their ACE, their NASM, their ISSA. And they know like, Hey, yo, like I took this cert and I'm in the gym and I'm training people, but I'm not getting the results that I want. Why is that? Like that's the person that I want to be talking to because they are curious. They want to learn, but they don't know who to look to. So like, I think of it as like, there's that part of me. And then there's also that part where it's more like, Hey, I want to be like the decoder ring for Bill. Yep. Right. So like yeah. when he's off talking about inhalation, exhalation, wide ISA, narrow ISA compensation strategies. Like if you don't understand all that, I can help you kind of decipher some of that and maybe put it in language that you can better understand. So like, that's how I look at it is like, if somebody wants to get better, there are resources out there, but they have to have that moment of awareness. And I don't know what causes that, right? I don't know if it's like a moment of imposter syndrome, if they get stuck with a client, if they're just not getting the results that they want, but they need, they need this moment of awareness to understand, like, I don't have it all figured out yet. Yeah. Interesting. But I, I, I agree with you on that, right? Like, if, if you help somebody understand that they don't know what they don't know yeah, and, and they go like, damn, 
I got to go learn some of that stuff. Cause I'm yep. the person that if you show, if you showed me some shit and I felt like I didn't know it, like, I'd be like, hold on, Mike, let me, hold on. What, what was the site again? You know, yeah, like, yeah. I'd probably be buying the shit right now, you know, because <laughs> right. I want to look, cause I feel like, man, I got to learn that. Right. But, but if, if, you know, if, if the person's just like, oh, okay, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm going to leave yeah. that alone. But, but also that's the, you know, that, as we said at the beginning, like industry is going through a lot of changes. That's also the person yeah. that's not going to be around for a long time. Absolutely. So, it's so, going to be so much more competitive when all this yeah, wraps man. up. Absolutely. And, and, and the thing is, I mean, and look, I'm, I, if, if people are listening to this, I, you know, that's the reality check that you got to have that yeah. I'm saying it to you right now. Like if there's stuff that you haven't learned and you feel like you're not good at, you either got to go learn it or it's going to be difficult for you. Maybe this is not the industry. And I'm, yeah. I'm perfectly fine with saying that, man, because, you know, I, I don't know about you, but I've, I've felt a little bit disgruntled, you know, when I say a little bit, I'm, I'm being somewhat <laughs> very disgruntled. Yeah. About just the shit that like, you know, I'm, I'm watching businesses open, you know, and I'm like, man, like, first of all, what do we stand for in, in the industry? Like, I mean, it's not even just physical health, it's mental and emotional health, it's well-being in every sense. And you can look at studies and data all day long that support all that, um, you know, not to mention how we can keep things clean and safe and everything else. And I'm like, man, we're at the bottom of the fucking totem pole, you know, like, yeah. The, where, where the state and the, the government's like, now nah, you guys are going to open up with tattoo parlors and what, you know what I mean? Whatever else. Oh, I like, know. I know, man. And, and I'm like, man, like I, I'm more fired up than ever. You know, I'm not like beat down. Like, I mean, I'm fired up to, to, to be like, man, like I want to, I want to help this industry, you know, be seen for what it truly is. So that if the, yes. anything ever happened again, we're opening in fucking phase minus one. You know what I mean? Like, right. right? It's like, right. You're, you're, we're never shutting down, like, like the grocery store, you know, because, yeah. and you know, but, but for that, there has to be a standard. Like there, there has to be a standard. You can't just take a you know, weekend cert and be like, and now I'm a great personal trainer. And like, oh, no, like, man, you got to put in work and you got to invest in yourself over and over and over and over again. Um, but, but, but you said it, and we talked about it before the show started, right? Like, we're going to see massive change in our industry. First and foremost, there's going to be contraction. There's going to be fewer trainers. There's going to be fewer gyms. I mean, hell, when a place like Gold's can file for bankruptcy, like, this is hitting everybody, right? Not just, not just, not just the people like us. So it's going to get more competitive. So, like, you just have to know that, right? Like, a lot of the clowns are going to be gone. So the people that are sticking around are probably going to be a little bit better right? Like the competition's going to level up. So like, you should take that as a positive thing, right? Like, hey, the industry's leveling up, like I should level up too. Like, how can I get better? And so that's like the challenge that I always put to people is like, people are like, I remember Dave Tinney, uh, when we were at the Sounders seminar years ago, Dave Tinney said, you know, why am I okay sharing everything that I'm doing? Because it forces me to get better. Mm -hmm. Right? And what I'm talking about today is stuff that I worked on six months ago. I'm working on new stuff now that's even better, right? Like that's a winner's mindset, right? Versus, oh, I'm not going to share. I got my secrets. I'm going to hoard my secrets. I'm not giving those to anybody. Like, bro, there's no secrets, right? And it pushes you, man. Like, I mean, I'll be the first to say, I, I shout out your name so often because I've like, I want to make sure some people will be like, oh, you and your R7. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, <laughs> yeah you know i that is that is mike you know what i mean right <laughs> i i i will say loud and proud that i i stole it you know yeah. but the thing is is like i honestly that just made so much so for anybody that if, if you're listening you actually have heard me talk about r7 and programming on on the video life podcast numerous times yep i get a ton of questions and i always 
you know, Mike's got articles on it. Uh, he has a, a great course called a certification called the complete coach certification, which I took and it's fantastic. Um, we'll talk about that maybe at the end a little bit, but yeah. it's, for me, it was like, I learned this R7 system of how to, it's almost like a filter to look at a great training session, but it's very, it's so malleable that that's what I loved about it. That yes. you could do a million things with it. And so absolutely, I took it and I was like, yo, how do we plug in team training into this? You know, large groups and, and mold it over a week and how we do it in small groups. And I use it everywhere. And, yep. but like, if Mike didn't share that, you know, I would be worse off for it because I wouldn't take that and then go figure out some, some stuff for how to plug in. And then Mike went and got better, you know, and it's right. like, this, this is how stuff works. And I think it's very, very important. I mean, you've been one of the people obviously that's shared so much, whether it's your physical preparation podcast. I mean, you've wrote so many, I don't even know how many blog posts, but same thing. I've read every blog post you've ever wrote, um, you know, whether it's social media stuff and, as when you do it, you develop your philosophy and, yep. you know, you end up getting better. You end up asking more questions. Um, and, you know, something that I also wanted to say, like, that I appreciate about you because you take, you know, and you say like, for anybody, if, if you don't follow, you should definitely follow Bill Hartman. Right. And, yeah. And Bill is like from another planet though. He is. Uh, he is. <laughs> Bill's He's the real like, master Yoda. Yeah. He is. He is like the Yoda. And I mean, I could listen to him talk all day but it does fly high for a lot. I mean, it's, you gotta, it's like my brain will be very, very, very <laughs> tired after yes. Bill for a while, but, yes. taking, but taking those, you know, what, what you do is you've taken those concepts and like made them simple to everybody. Right. Because we need, yep. we need more people in this industry getting better and, you know, having people like Bill, obviously that really pushed the envelope and then having people that are decoders. And I think that you yeah. said the actual word, you know, yeah. decoding the decoder it. ring. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you, you decode it to where it's like, you know, Oh, that's what that is. Right. Like, yeah. um, and, and I think we need, we need more of that. And for me, I also know, you know, I found myself as I've been sharing content, going to stuff and you know, people would say like, Oh, you make things simple. I'm like, okay, cool. All right. That's, that's like, I'm going to do the high level stuff, but I'm going to break it down compliment. into a simple thing. And, and I said, you know, I, 10 years ago, I was making shit simple. That's for sure. Um, right. But you figure stuff out, you know, but I do think you know, to, to definitely like come back full circle on that is like when you combine those, you know, that, that buy-in of the training, like you're understanding the body and then you combine it with being able to, to communicate with people and be a good human and be able to connect and be clear about, you know, what you're doing and you put in the work. Uh, I mean, it's almost a formula, damn it, right here. It really is. <laughs> you know, uh, you get, there's your title right there. The, 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 the formula. formula. Oh, baby. Formula. Formula. All right. I'm going to make, I'm going to make, see, I'm going to, I'm going to do show notes. I'm going to listen to this to make sure <laughs> I remember this. But you know what? Like I wanted to like, because it's impossible to not talk about. I mean, we started talking about it. You, you were doing online training in 2006. Yes. Crazy, which is crazy. You started doing that then. Um, but, you know, what are some of these traits? I mean, obviously, the, 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 the things that we talk about are the foundation. But what are some things now that when you move online, there are other skill sets that you need. There are other things that you have to think about. Because you've been doing it for a long time, what do you think that, you know, a, a coach that, whether it's a hybrid model, uh, whether they want to fully move online, whatever it is, uh, personally, I think everybody should continue training. It's just yes. my personal opinion. Yep. Um, but what are some things that, you feel coaches need to have and do to be successful online? So I think arguably the most important thing is having just a ridiculous amount of attention to detail. And here's what I mean by that. When you write a program 
online. You don't have the benefit of the doubt of walking somebody through it and just being able to coach them, like things that you take for granted, right? Like you can explain to them, we're doing three sets of eight reps. The tempo is three, zero, one. So you're going to go three seconds down, no pause, one second up. We're going to do a back squat. Here's what good back squat technique is. Like all the things that you take for granted live and in person can absolutely go horribly wrong when it goes online, right? So like the person that says three by eight, they're doing eight by three, right? And three, zero, one, they're taking one second down and three seconds to come up. And if you say a squat, they're doing whatever, like a single arm back squat, like they, they will find a way to screw it up. And I don't mean that in a negative way, but like, depending on the people you're working with, like I work with like pro athletes in the gym, but I don't train pro athletes online. Yeah. I work with gin pop. I work with like other trainers and coaches. So like, I have to be super clear. And so like, that was part of the R7 thing. Like when I started doing it, it wasn't just a program. There was like a guide before the program mm -hmm. that, that outlined what is RPE? What is tempo, right? What are sets and reps? And it's like totally mundane stuff. If you're a trainer, you're like, oh my gosh, like everybody should know this. Well, no, they shouldn't. It's not their job. You're their coach. You have to explain it to them. Yep. So um, in this day and age, if I got into the 21st century, I'd probably have like a video explaining tempo and all that. So maybe I'm going to go back and do that after talking about all this. Um, and then like, again, it sounds super simple now, but 10 years ago, 13 years ago, when I started doing this video, wasn't a thing like video was not like it is now. It's like, if I was doing an online consult or assessment with somebody, they're sending me static posture photos and like a training history. And that's what I'm building everything off of versus now video is such an easy thing. So like for, for my programs now, everything is hyperlinked and it's hyperlinked with one of my videos because what I don't want them to do is to see back squat, right? And then they go to back squat and they look at, and not to knock any of these guys, but just imagine if you saw like Dave Tate and then you saw Mark Ripito and yep. then you saw Kelly Sturette because just imagine how differently those three guys alone teach a back squat. Yep. So like just having that video database of your stuff and it's time consuming, right? Like, you know, you shoot videos like freaking every day, but when you have that video database, now it's very clear. This is the exercise I want you to do. This is the technique that I want. And then the last piece would be, you know, attention to detail, but being very good about like your comments and your cues. So everybody moves a little bit different. So what somebody does wrong in a back squat may be different than somebody else. So if it's like, say like a young female and her knees cave in and she sits straight down, the great cue for her would be sit back, knees out. But if you've got a dude that has only power lifted ever, right? And always known is sit back, knees out. You may want to give them something different, right? Like work on sitting down or sit down between your thighs, you know? Like being really consistent with your coaching and your cueing, even though you're not doing it live and in person, putting those notes in there. So it's very clear the intent and the goal of the exercise. I think that can make a huge impact on your results with your online people. Do, do you get, uh, real quick, like on um, online, like for instance, you get quite often if somebody, let's say somebody's uh, like, man, you know, Mike, this thing is bugging me a little bit. Do you do, hey, sh shoot me a video of when you're yes, doing it. Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I, mean, I, think, I mean, I know you're, you're, you're working with my brother right now. Um, and yes. We're, 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 and he was obviously very happy with, with it because I'm like, I'm watching his videos. I'm like, Mike Robertson. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, but, but, you know, but 
with him, it was, it was always good. Cause he he would say like, man, like I can always run stuff by you and you look at the video and, but I, but this is a lesson for, you know, the reason why I ask you is cause it's a lesson for online coaching. Cause I, I think that on average, the quality has gone down so dramatically, yeah. um, you know, where, where people are like, you know, here's your online program. That's it. Um, yeah. and that's to me, that's, here's my fat loss program. Yeah. It's, it's good luck template. Go do it. And, um, the other thing that you brought up, which I've spent like, not only like probably like a couple of years, I mean, I got like 1300 videos on YouTube, right. Which all right. types of stuff, but crazy. I've started building like the exercise library where we're probably at about 350, 400. And it's not like, it's not like a, you've seen this too, right. Where deadlift and it's like a 20 second, 15 second video. Somebody just doing the deadlift. Yeah. Right? Um, it's actually like I shoot coaching videos now. Yes. You know, I have tried to keep them, you know, some are shorter to like 90 seconds, some are two minutes, like the deadlift one is probably like four, you know? Yeah. And, and, and then, and then I have like, Hey, if you want a really end up 30 minute video, go here type of thing. Right. But I do think that that's very important. You know, who was I talking to? I can't remember. It might've been Alan like that. I, you know, one of the things, the skill sets that I said, moving into the future, it's not a nice thing to have, but it's like, it's a must. Like you gotta be good on camera. You gotta be good yeah. on communicate communicating on camera and you know doing what i i just call it sham wow right like i've yeah. done so much camera work that i like <laughs> my charity boot camp like guys i want you to click here i'm free shipping yeah i won't get two um but <laughs> and and but i i do believe that it really is so important because what you're doing is you know verbally and visually you're communicating to this person that you can't have this kinesthetic you know touch and um, yeah. even, even just the vibe, you know, obviously if you're face to face, there's just so many factors that you're reading body language and you know, everything else. And it's, it, it just isn't a thing that you would be cool to have anymore. Like when yeah. we look into the next five years of the industry, like, man, you got to suck it up, you know, do Toastmasters, yeah. do, you know, shoot a lot of videos, watch yourself and fucking cringe. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Cringe as you, as you look back. I mean, and if you want to have some fun with it, just go back. I think I started YouTube 11 years ago um well maybe even 12 but it was like you know it was i like i knew my training stuff i really did right. i just i just i trained like a savage but i didn't know what to say and i was a little insecure right. about saying stuff so it's more like you know i look up i do 50 rep with 100 pound dumbbell you know that's funny that's funny and, I need to know, go back and watch my old videos too. Yo, I've yo, never listen, done that. Go and just watch some stuff because it's like I watch it and I'm like, oh my god, you are a crazy person, you know? Yeah. And then today it's like I'm still a crazy person, but it's like, but now the video is like, hey, what's going on, guys? It's Coach Luca, and I want to show right. you a technique, you know? It's, it, but but the reason why I say it is because there's every single week somebody will say something like, you're great on camera, you do awesome, and I'm like, man, it's just, I mean, like I said, I have. 1300 videos on YouTube, uh, four or 500 on Vimeo, uh, you know, thousands of posts on IG. Uh, I don't like who know Vistia. I've, I don't know. I've done 400, 500 webinars. Like, right. And I say that not to impress anybody, but just impress upon you that like it's reps, man, you know, thousands of deliberate reps, man. Like, and at the beginning it was not good. It was, it was yeah. not, it just wasn't, you know? Um, and so get the reps in and work on that shit. Like it really, really matters. There's our um, point from the beginning, right? You got to put in the work. You've got to get the reps. Like there is no shortcut to that. Man. How many really bad videos did you have to make to get to the point now where you're like, oh, dude, this is going to be fire. Like yeah. I'm comfortable. Oh, you want to talk about deadlifts? All right, let's go. Like you could just go, right? 
it would not be an issue. Yo, I have, this is, I remember this is probably 10 or 11 years and I was sending you an assessment because it's when I had all those back issues. Mm -hmm. And I was doing a deadlift video and I sent it to you. And you know, that's when you, you wrote me a program and we're working on some stuff. And I, and I, I don't know where it popped up. Maybe it was on YouTube. You know, I, I was searching through some stuff and, and yeah. doing, cause, cause what I did is I organized all my YouTube links into like coaching nutrition, Yeah. like a database of stuff. And I'm watching this video and I'm like, Oh my God. Like I, you know, I thought that like, I was so, you know, I was so living in extension and it was yeah. so normal to me and I was strong, yeah. you know, and like yeah. I could do just gnarly stuff. Right. I mean, I was yeah. like, you know, bite through a barbell, like, you know, for, for breakfast, like that was just <laughs> my mentality. But I look at it today and I'm just like, wow, you know, cringeworthy. Yeah. Cause, cause, yeah. cause you're like, I felt like this was because, and, and maybe somebody would have looked at it and be like, yo, that's dude, that's, that's fine. That's good form. Right. Right. But, but I'm like, that's why, you know, but that's why I hurt. That's why I was injured. That's what I was taught. You know, that's what yeah. I was taught strength and conditioning, right? That's like, all we knew in that realm. And, and I, I feel like it, it really is important sometimes to go back and look at, I think video, I think video, what that does is it really helps you, you know, go, wow, look at how much I grown. Like, oh my God, look at this. You know, when I did this, people were like, that's so good. But now you look back and you're like, that is horrible. Right. And that is just the progression of, yeah. of how it all goes. And if you don't, the problem is, is that if you don't do it, you can't look back at anything, you know? Um, but that's such a great perspective too. Of just like, look at how much you and I have grown, right? Like, just think about that. And I know, I mean, not just patting ourselves on the back, but just think about the progression, right? And just think about, okay, we can laugh at it and we can look at it now and be like, wow, that was awful. But just think like, that's what we thought. And we've had to learn all of these things over the last 5, 10, 15, 20 years to get to where we're at now to be like, okay, now I feel pretty good about this. Still learning, (laughs) right? Still learning. But man, the progression is real. It is. And you know what? I like getting, like, seriously, man. Like, so when I say I'm, I want to fly down and, and, and do the basketball, like, I, some, some of it is like, oh, let's do, but I'm, I'm, I'm actually dead serious because yeah. part, here's why, right? I want to get uncomfortable. And like, I feel like part of my mentality has always been, you know, the challenge to get better. Yep. And it's like, as I'm doing, I'm like, man, I'm noticing some stuff these guys are doing that I'm not, maybe I'm not doing anymore. Maybe it's new. Mike, why are you doing this? Right. What about this? What about, the, I'll ask you a hundred questions, you know, yep. and I'll, and I'll fly back over the course of whatever, four days and I'll be better, man. You know, Absolutely. And, and I actually hate it when I go somewhere and I do something and I feel like I know all this stuff. I, I, I don't actually like it. You know, there's, yeah. there's part no, know. of it that's like, I know my shit, but I like it when I go to stuff, you know, it's like anytime we talk or like, if you're anybody that's ever around Bill, it's like, you start rethinking your whole life. You know? you're like, you're like, oh my yeah. God, wrong in the street. Like that, you know, but then I'm like, oh, yeah. but yeah, but that's Yoda though. You know, yeah. he, he has the force. So yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but that, but those things, act, and, and I feel like to be, you know, cause part of the, the thing we were talking about, these principles of being successful in industry, I feel that a part of you has to be not only like just crazy curious, but seeking out this uncomfortable zone of, wow, like, I don't know that enough, or I don't know this well enough, or I, you know, you, you almost getting this feeling of like, ah, mm, that guy's yeah. better than me at it, but not being, yes. not being, being uh, not a, a negative comparison, but just no. like, you know what? I, I want to get better at that, you know? Yes. And, 
that's kind of part of the fulfillment of just the human aspect of getting better, better, right? Like, I mean, there's yeah. three things um, that I think uh, Sebastian Younger talked about, right? Our internal motivation is completely driven by three things. Competence, which is basically getting better, right? right. If we get better, we feel fulfilled. Number two is contribution, which means giving back and being a servant leader. Right. Uh, and number three is connection, which is all about humans and social, you know, uh, as the social aspects of life, which p- possibly might be the most important part of it. But yes, you know, if you don't have that, if you've been like for two, three years, you're like, man, I don't know if I really did anything to get better. You need to check yourself. You know what I mean? Like, right. Before you wreck yourself. Right. <laughs> now, I mean, look, like I remember. So let's go back to that bulletproof knees and back seminar. There was a dude there. I don't remember his name. I just remember his face. And about the second day, he was like, well, what, like, kind of, like, he wasn't being rude, but he was like, well, I've been doing this 26 years. You've been doing this, I think I've been doing it 10 at the time. He's like, well, what qualifies you to do this? And it made me pause for a second, because I mean, like, I don't think I was talking about anything that high level at that course, Mm -hmm. but it, and I know Eric's talked about this before. I know Bill has talked about this. It's like, the years of experience aren't always a great indicator, right? Like I've had 10 years, I'd had 10 years of unique experiences, right? Versus the dude that has 26 years of the same experience, right? Mm-hmm. The same year, 26 times, because he's not at courses, hey. right? And not to say this guy was that, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you're just like hanging out and just like getting a paycheck every week, it, like you're it, not really getting better. No, but it means, and it, and it means nothing. You know what I, pop, you know, story popped up in my head was from Craig Weller. And he said, I've been surfing for like 10 years or something like that. Right. Yeah. And all I've been doing for t- like, and he was like, I thought I was pretty good. And then I went to surf school for seven days and he got, I got 10 times better in seven days than I did in 10 years because that's crazy he was practicing wrong habits. So yeah. even though he was putting in so many hours, he was actually practicing a lot of crappy stuff and getting really good at the shitty stuff right yeah. and i think that that's what happens sometimes in the industry is like well i've been in it for a long time okay but what have you been doing man like what's you know and i, I love asking you know and we we know because yes we do live in a bubble but there are some questions where it's like hey you know if you do nutrition stuff have you ever heard of precision nutrition you know and people right. are like, well i don't know what that is right you're like oh, that's a little bit of a red flag maybe right you know, without judgment but you start asking hey you've ever been to perform better what about these books what about these guys what about right if it's blank i mean i i certainly i'm like yo you got to check this out but at the same time you go like man if you've been in the industry for like 15 years and you haven't taken this and this and this and this and this and you know that is a red flag yeah and, absolutely and that guy saying well i've been in the industry for a long time okay so what so? like it doesn't matter it's actually it's actually worse yeah it's actually worse yeah i'm more worried about that guy than i am than the kid that's been out a year and doesn't know what he doesn't know yet absolutely you know what i mean like that the dude that's been in the game 15 years with a head in the sand i'm worried about that guy absolutely i mean that's i mean and and that will like for for i think that um because we live there is so much there's so much information now i think because I like I'm, I'm looking at the time. I'm being respectful every time. Obviously, unless you want to bring the kids in, we interview them, them too. Oh, you don't <laughs> but, want them. You don't. Want them. <laughs> another hour. It's another hour. Easily, right? Oh, there. Easy, um, easy. But you know that that there really is kind of like these base principles that we talked about that are that are a formula. And I mean, I encourage hopefully that you know majority of my listeners uh, know know about you. You know, know about IFAST, know about Bill. But please follow, you know, Mike everywhere because, you know, he's one of the guys that like, man, if you don't learn from every week, I'll, 
listen, call me up. I'll give you a refund. I don't even know on what. Just <laughs> a refund or something. Um, but, uh, but tell, tell, tell everybody like where they can find more about you or maybe like lead them to whatever, whatever you feel is like the, the important thing that you're, you're working on right now. Yeah. So I'll, I'll give you two things. And this is what I, I finish every kind of show with. So if you just want to learn more about me, right, you want free information, you want to know social media, all that stuff, go to robertsontrainingsystems.com. Start there. Legit, you have probably a thousand articles, blogs, written pieces of content. You've got 200 plus podcasts now. You've got, I don't even know how many YouTube videos. I mean, you could be on that for years and not get through everything. So you want to start somewhere, you want free stuff, learn more about me, go there. If you feel like I can offer something more, go to completecoachcertification.com. That is essentially my baby. That's like my project where it's trying to help the trainers and coaches. Like when I came out, I'll tell you this story, Luke. I don't know if you know this. 1999, again, dating myself. 1999, I'm a senior in college. The NSCA, if you were on their newsletter list and you weren't certified, you were entered to win a free CSCS test, right? So you could go and take the test. How many people were on this email list? I won. Damn. I won. So I got to go to Chicago and take the CSCS. Don't even have my degree yet. Go take the test. I've never trained somebody in my entire life, yet I passed the CSCS. Okay, so that tells you something. Not to knock the CSCS. I'm just making a point here. Then I go and I actually start training people in my internship. And that next summer, just bombed. I told you how bad of a coach I was, right? So that just goes to show you, like, the cert gives you like, like this seal of approval that says, hey, I know a basic amount of stuff, right? Like I know some nutrition stuff. I know some X fizz I know some program design, but it doesn't necessarily qualify you to be a great coach. It doesn't give you problem solving skills. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't help you understand. Like if somebody can't back squat, well, what else can you do with them? So that's why I created Complete Coach. It's that gateway of, okay, I've got my cert. I feel like I want to be a better coach, but I don't know where to go next. Like that's the course for you. Like that's the level trainer or coach I want to help because I want to help them understand that this is a lifelong game. The cert is great. It gets you in the game, but man, there's so many levels to this and there's so much you can learn if you continue to invest in yourself going forward. Man, that is a great finish. I wanted Thanks, to play, man. As you were doing that, I wanted to play some music in the back. <laughs> like, like the Rocky like, music? Yeah. Uh, just, bum, 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 bum. And then I wish I could drop, you know, just drop the link. But yes, I mean, I mean seriously, you know, and you, you know this, I mentioned it before, but for everybody that's listening, like Mike's been a huge influence on the, the type of coach that I have become for many aspects. Uh, you know, obviously you're a great friend, which I think matters the most out of Absolutely. everything that you're a great human being. Uh, but guys like you, you know, this is if you want to call that there's shortcuts that's the shortcut you know you learn from from guys like mike and implement and like i said and do that deliberate practice uh and i promise you a year from now you know you'll be a better coach and um and as always look you've listened to the podcast you know how i feel about this take some action from this i don't just sure. like, wow that was cool information take some action from this um you know share it like i said the, the downloads have been really growing, really appreciate it. Obviously we've, we've done a lot more podcasts during the uh, COVID. We've been doing two a week. So oh, I'm going to wow. try to keep nice. this going. Yeah. The zoom stuff, you know, the, the, you know, we would always do it live and I kind yeah. of finally pulled the trigger because I knew there'll be nobody flying in for months and months. So right. uh, I've been able to do a ton of podcasts with a lot of awesome people. So it, that has been great. 
make sure we'll put everything in the show notes. Make sure you check it out. Leave us a review. Uh, drop those five stars. We appreciate you. We love you. Coach Luca, we're out of here. Peace.